0: Well, welcome to the DFL Before DNF podcast. This is uh, my personal pursuit to success of the 100 mile distance. I've been in the sport for 10 years. I love it maybe more than anyone you've met, like I'm obsessed with it. I, I'm obsessed, there's something magical to me about putting the 100 mile distance on my radar, like that, that there's always one I'm signed up for, I'm always looking forward to it. I just, I love what it means on to me, you know, in my own head, like that feels just like a crazy accomplishment. But I'm also the worst that you've ever met. I have uh, DNF'd seven of eight attempts at the 100 mile distance. And I don't care, I'm still, I I love it. But this series that I'm working on, Trail Grid, it's it's my, you know, it's, it's my ninth attempt, lucky number nine. I'm going back for Zion, I love Zion, I love the desert. I just want to someday like, Everett Roos is like this Utah character who when he was 19 disappeared in the desert and they never found him again. Like I, I wouldn't mind if that happened <laughs> to me. Uh, but this time, I think I represent a lot of people who, who go out there because they love it, but they've got kids, they've got day jobs. And we sometimes, we often tell the line under trained. And so my pursuit this time is I'm just reaching out to uh, experts, to people who can give me some wisdom, give me some insight on <laughs> on um, how to survive the late race urge to quit. And so you have come on my radar because you just keep popping up on my Instagram and uh, because you are focused on strength and the 100 mile distance and that's super rare. Like there's more and more like, I see more and more fitness like, you know, people doing more upper body stuff and, and, and ultra running more than ever. I think of Mike McKnight. Utah guy, he seems to be posting a lot of like strength work that he's doing. But in the end, there's still, we don't always have time for it. We're trying to do these 100 mile weeks or even 60, 70 mile weeks. We don't have time for it. And so that's why I'm stoked to come to Austin to talk to you. And thank you for making the time to come talk to us.
1: Glad you guys are here.
0: So before we go too far, I want to just get to know you a little bit as a person. Um, I mean, clearly, you know, even just watching you like the since the first, since I first found you on Instagram to now, like, you know, you've, you've more than 2x your followers on Instagram. It seems like content's a ton, ton of engagement. So tell me a little about, about who you are. Like, we've just met five minutes ago. Yeah. So tell me about you. Um, small town Iowa
1: boy. Um, really? Yeah, so I was raised, I uh, was born in Iowa, super small town. Raised for about six, seven years in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Okay. Where the University of Arkansas is. Yeah. Um, moved back to Iowa in uh, my 10th grade year. <laughs> Spent 10th, 11th, and 12th grade. Back home, uh, town so small, we didn't even have stoplights. What town? Uh, Melcher, Dallas, Iowa, middle of a cornfield. Melt, like it, Melcher,
0: Melcher Mel, Dallas. Melcher, Dallas. So there
1: was two towns, one okay. was called Melcher, one was called Dallas. <laughs> and, and in between? It's... And then and then they, they find, you know, 50, 60, 70 years ago, they built a bridge in between okay. the two, over, <laughs> over railroad tracks, and they merged it into Melcher, Melcher Dallas. Dallas. So it's Melcher-Dallas. Okay. Um, no stoplights. Uh, Graduating class was 29. Um, Closest Walmart was like 15, 20 minutes away. Dang, what what Uh, did your parents do? What's that?
0: What did your parents do for work? Uh,
1: My mom worked as a, um, like a CMA, so a certified med aide at a nursing home. Uh, My dad was never in the picture. Okay. Um, Both my grandparents uh, were, uh, my grandfather was a doctor at the VA which was in Des Moines, which was oh, yeah, how far is that? Um, about an hour. Okay. Um, so they would commute an hour a day, or two hours total to to, to get to work. Grandparents yeah. did that. And so my grandparents and my mom both kinda co-raised me. hmm um, it was just small town living. I mean if you took a drone and you went up from the town, it yeah. would you would see a square in the middle of a cornfield.
0: Huh. And so I'm I'm from not far from here. I'm actually I was born in Brownwood. Okay which is about two hours north of here. I'm, I'm fifth generation, like, it, it's funny, I haven't been to Austin in 22 years, but I'm five or six generations back to this area right here, yeah. but I live in Salt Lake City. Yeah. Uh, grew up in Lubbock most of my life, though. Salt Lake City, Utah. Yeah. My little brother lives there. D- really? Yeah, you just moved there like a year ago. Oh, well, I'd love to hang out with him. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I've been in Salt Lake for 22 years, but I grew up in Lubbock, Texas. Okay. And uh, I just had coffee with a really good old buddy, Matt Cochran. Uh, we were best friends mm-hmm. at junior high and high school. We are just talking about the trouble we got in. And Lubbock is a really big small town. It's 200,000 people. So yeah. 5,000. What sort of trouble did you get into? <laughs> Man, I tell you what. What was there to do? We
1: used to, um, we would go, like, we would go sit. So we called it the east side uh-huh. of the town square. <laughs> so, that, you know, our buddies, you know, we would, like, back then it was like, which I say back then it was, you know, twenty. 11, 2012, BlackBerry? Yeah. yeah. BlackBerry Messenger. Yeah, 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 So we'd like BlackBerry Messenger, be like, hey, meet at East Side seven o'clock. <laughs> and everyone, you know, we all go up there in our trucks and our cars, and we'd back in on the East Side, and yeah. we'd hang out, we'd wrestle sibling. each other, yes. we'd, you know, uh, just do the most random
0: shit that- That, my, I love, so the reason I love, what I love about small town vibe is that there's nothing to do, and so you have to get creative yeah, yeah, like like like, have like, fun. like we would fight each other
1: for fun, and yeah. then like yes. like like that yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. it. You know, we would wrestle yeah. and we would we would fight. We'd break beer bottles and you know get the cops called on us. And yeah, the, you know the one cop that works in town that you know knows your mom and knows everybody. Yeah. And he pulls up and he's like, "You keep doing this shit." I'm gonna, I'm gonna call, call your, mom. your mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean that was you know traditional yeah. movie like like yeah. that.
0: That's that's how I grew up. We used to we were laughing about this earlier. We used to go buy uh, Campbell's minestrone soup from the supermarket and put it in our mouths and pull up this stoplights and act like we're vomiting on cars next to us <laughs> just oh you know, if good. you live in LA and you can go to like Disneyland you're yeah. always entertaining you never have to yeah
1: yeah no exactly and like we would you know you go fishing like you know drive out to the gravel roads we we called uh um I told my girlfriend the other day I go we should go uh, gravel travel and she's <laughs> like what yeah and I'm like yeah gravel travel and she's like I don't know what that is yeah I'm like oh you don't I'm like no this is as like you're 21 20 you know yeah we're uh, maybe 20. You you grab, you get a case of beer and you go out on the gravel roads and you, and she's like, you guys would go and drink and drive? I'm like, yeah, but we're on gravel roads. Gravel so like, like, like no one else is out there. You're yeah. just on gravel roads. You're just hanging out. <laughs> maybe stop in a field, have a couple more, go back yeah. home. Yeah. Like that was like. Small town. Like our parents did that. Our grandparents right. did that. Like. Yeah. Like, you get pulled over on a gravel road. Like, like there's no cops. Yeah. You know, you don't, like, yeah. you just, you go gravel travel. And then, yeah. you know, you, you know, take the gravel back to, you know, a block from your house. Because uh-huh. you can get to your house by gravel somehow, I promise. <laughs> right,
0: yeah. And you, you know. then in you just pull in your like
1: driveway, that. park your truck, and you go inside. All
0: right, so you're there. You're Melcher, Dallas. Yep. Uh, graduate high school, then what?
1: Um, I decided at that point, the status quo there was, you know, I mean, the median income is thirty thousand mm-hmm. dollars and the status quo there was you would go and you would go work in a factory and yeah. you know do your 20 years and retire and live the good old boy life so that's kind of you know when I was growing up in Fayetteville you know uh-huh. I wanted to go to the U of A I wanted to go to college like uh-huh. I wanted to do all these oh, yeah. Yeah. you know I was gonna go to the U of A and my friends kind of you know you don't go to college like that's a waste of money you just go to the factory and start making you know $20 an hour and yeah so I went straight to uh, 3M Okay. Um, 3M to- They have a pack, factory close- they have a, they have a factory outside of Knoxville, Iowa. Okay. Um, Cause it's a branch off of, I think they're based out of Minneapolis. Okay. So not, then they have a, their one in Iowa is based out of Knoxville. Now it's, okay. it's a very huge industry for factories like yeah. Vermeer, have you ever heard of them? Uh-huh. Yep. Vermeer, Vermeer's there in Pella, which is kind of oh, all- Oh Pella, yeah, all yeah, close. yeah. Yeah, so Pella's it's Pella, Knoxville, Meltzer, Dallas, like kind of uh, all in that same area. Got it. Um, so worked at 3M for a while. Quit there, worked at Vermeer for a while, 18-year-old, got fired from Vermeer because I was just, a, I was a shit. Yeah. Um, and I was just sitting at home one night and I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to be here. Like, I want to, like, I want to be more, but I felt like at that time, like, I had lost my chance at going to college. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really want to go to college either as well. Like, I, you know, I didn't want to go sit. Like, I wasn't a great student. Yeah. Um, so I found the Iowa National Guard. Oh. Military. Interesting. Um, so I joined the guard, okay. um, went down to Fort Sam Houston in San Antonio to be a combat medic.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, cause my thought was, okay. is I'll join the military and I'll get the training and I'll get paid to do it. Yeah. Um, so did that, um, actually ended up failing 68 whiskey school, which is medic school. Okay. Because I was just a shit at that yes. point and a bad student. Yeah. Um, so I had no choice. They're like, Hey, you are now going to be a truck driver. So they sent me to truck driver school immediately okay. from Fort Sam, um, went and became a truck driver, went to a, um, uh, a heavy equipment unit, learned how to be a gunner, um, shot big guns, did a whole bunch of really cool stuff. Interesting. Um, so within the guard, you are one week in a month, two weeks in the summer. Okay. Um, so yeah. for about a year I came back. Um, and by that point, like I had been through, um, you know, I went through EMT school. So I'd been all the way through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and didn't pass my final exam. So came back, actually did go to DMAC, Des Moines Area Community College, okay. um, to go get my EMT, started kind of following in my mom's footsteps, my grandparents' footsteps of in, being in the medical field. Yeah. Um, got my EMT, started working at a men's clinic, um, doing that type of stuff, and then I had the opportunity to work full time for the National Guard. Okay. Um, so took an active duty job and was active duty for almost six years, total, total time really? in service. Um, uh, right about nine, almost 10 years. Um, so I joined, I joined in 2014. Okay. Um, and I, and I, and I got out at the very beginning of the year of last year. Oh really? Um, so okay. almost 10 years in service, um, working oh. mostly active duty. So Worked on post every day in Des Moines, uh, Camp Dodge. Yeah. Worked at Midwest Counter Drug. Um, okay. Training like DEA, FBI, US Marshals, stuff like that. Um, to do like building clearing. Okay. They were like a schoolhouse. Oh, oh, we're like really? a schoolhouse for law enforcement. Okay. Um, so helped help them do that. Worked at um, the building office where people would come and train. We would get like buildings ready for them to train in. Yeah. Worked in a, a factory there on Camp Dodge as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then ended my time as a military recruiter. Um, so recruiting recruiting is what killed it for me is I'm like, Uh, you know, I, I just, my heart wasn't in it and, um, a lot of shady shit happens in recruiting and, I, and I I didn't want to be
0: part of it. So, so that was, so that was around 2022. You started going on your off ramp.
1: Yep. Yep. So, so I started recruiting in, in late 2020. Okay. And then in 2021, I put out a national level packet, which is like, um, I applied for, a an active duty recruiting job nationwide. Okay um got picked up by Virginia so hmm. we moved out to Virginia okay um and started recruiting out there and that's where i found my love for running because we were in yeah so we were in Roanoke yeah which is right on the Appalachian Trail oh gosh and that's cool i started running Man. and just would run and i mean before work i would run after work i would lift before work i would run hmm. after work i would lift just 7 days a week really and um trail running and mm. just had no idea what I was doing. Super iconic trip. And yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And actually, I went to there was a store in Virginia called Runabout Roanoke. Okay. And I walked in, and there was a guy in there, and he's like, "Yeah, like, like, what's your five k time?" And I'd ran a five k mm-hmm. um, before that, and yeah. it was, uh, it was right like sub seventeen, just six, oh six, 16, 16 something.
0: Crazy.
1: And I told that's what, and I told him that, and he's like, "Oh, really?"
0: Yeah, I'm right. Like, and I'm like, and I'm like, I'm like,
1: yeah, for <laughs> a mile. And you know, and because I'd never, i never trained. Like yeah. I, I, I had just done a five k, and, and I, I didn't know anything about anything at that point. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay. K- became friends with him later, and yeah. he's like, dude, he's like, he's like, I thought you were lying. He's like, when you came in, he's like, I, like, he's like, I didn't like you right off the back. So I was like, this guy, <laughs> this guy's moving here, yeah. and he's lying. Yeah. And um, he was a D one, a D one runner, really? and okay. I started running with him. And he started like sharing knowledge with me and like learning what he was doing. And, um, and <laughs> 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 That's great. <laughs> That's not the trail. <laughs> not, You've been but close to w- the welcome trail. to Austin, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, so, so I started around with him and he was putting me through like, he, you know, I'm gonna be honest, he sent me, I was married at the time. I got divorced at the very beginning of last year when I got out of the military, and he sent me, um, like, a workout, and it was like four by four hundred, and I'm like, four hundred what? Like that's how much you didn't know. Yeah, I had no because because when I was in high school, I went out for golf. So like I didn't that. have to run because you know small uh-huh. town, right? Like like yeah. all the guys go out for sports, and if you don't right. go out for a sport, you're a loser. Right. Out of the you know eleven guys we had. Yeah, in yeah, in class. Your class. So my excuse to everyone was like, yeah, dude, I, I want to golf. Like like you know you guys go, yeah, I'm I'm a golfer. Like like I'm yeah. you know, I'm Tiger Woods over here. Yeah, yeah. Because no, there's no way in hell I was running. Yeah. So I had no idea, I didn't do track, and you know, I didn't know anything. Huh. So he taught me everything, Amazing. and and threw it all at me in 2021. We ran together from April of 21 to December of 21. Okay. And that led me into my first marathon attempt. Which, which one I mean, was that? I could just keep going and flowing this whole year. Yeah, but, oh, I love it. Um, what was your first marathon? That was BPN. So during that time out in Virginia, I got connected with BPN. Okay. Um, started Because what happened was, is I was running all these miles, uh-huh. and I had like, I started getting sick. Like just, I had no energy, and I, I couldn't mm. figure out like what was going on. Mm. Well, I wasn't eating. Like I I wasn't eating enough food. (laughs) Yeah. And so I got on YouTube and I I still remember to this day, like I remember right where I was sitting and I typed in, how to eat like an endurance athlete, (laughs) Nick Bear. (laughs) Nick Bear, really? right there. Popped up right there. That was 21? That was 21. So it was like everything I eat in a day to train for Ironman. Like he was training for an Ironman at the time. And I'm like, yeah, like this is, you know, this is super cool. Like, like, you know, and started watching his videos, got into BPN, started taking the supplements. and then they had this bpn marathon um, okay. that they only had like 200 tickets to sold out in like eight seconds nice and by the grace of god i got in like mm. i have no idea how i got in it's my oh. very first marathon ever huh um that was january of 22. okay and i went down no training like like yeah i had been training with trey sure. you know and he we've been doing these know, like, like marathon specific you know, no i like like we were running 60 miles a week on the trails and doing a speed yeah. day of like 16 400s at 60 seconds I mean like like he was just murdering me yeah (laughs) but no structure like like he he, who knows went out ran the BPN marathon 259 52 dang and Jeff Cunningham are you familiar with him yeah yeah. Jeff Cunningham comes up to me afterwards and he's like how do you know how'd you train for this and I just kind of like looked at him (laughs) and he's like you didn't do any like VO2 max threshold power (laughs) you know and I'm like and I, I still, I wasn't, even, I didn't say a word. And yeah. He's like, you have no idea what I'm saying, do you? And he's like, and I'm like, no, I have no idea what you're saying. He's like, okay, he's like, he's like, here's my number. He's like, call me. Like, yeah. Like, call awesome. me when you get home. Crazy. Um, at that same time, Natasha Vandermeer, yeah, approached me. Um, yeah. Who was Nick Bear's coach for Ironman? Oh, dang. And she was like, hey, I saw what you did. Like, I think that you would be great. Like, you know, have you ever thought about doing an Ironman? Yeah. So now I had. Jeff Cunningham and Natasha and I'm like, what do I do? I went, I went with Natasha. Okay. Um, I was like, I would love to do an Ironman because just so happens that Ironman Des Moines was in June. Oh. And we had just moved back from Virginia because we were there for the year. Yeah. I had just moved back and I'm like, I want to sling an Ironman in my in my hometown because yeah. now we lived in Des Moines. Yeah. Um, started training with Natasha, doing like that was my very first coach specific training. And at that time I started studying for my personal trainer. I started studying nutrition. I started studying performance enhancement. I was like, I, like I'm good at this. Yeah. Like I was like, now I want to know.
0: So you're, you're marrying like this, I, I don't know if this medical path that you were kind of on. Yes. You've started yeah. to marry that now. So naturally the way that you yeah, told yeah, the story. And that, and that comes with, with like, like
1: how I told you guys where like I'm kind of obsessed with, you know, like we just talked about before the camera was rolling, body, yep. you know, seeing body recomp in, in mm, fitness and interesting. you know, macronutrients and you know, playing with um, you know, the vitamins and nutrients that you take and like like yeah. I love that type of stuff. Yeah. And so oh, then with, with Natasha, um I started doing, you know, specific training and that led me into I won the the Des Moines half marathon in February. Um, right. what was your time? Uh, just one 120 flat Which oh, I mean you're in Des Moines, Iowa so, sure so at still, that point uh, like 120 flat. Yeah, so amazing. and that was my that was my first half Okay, um, and then March went down during my though. Know, this is like peak Ironman training Yeah, went down to my very first ultra in the hometown in Fayetteville, Arkansas oh. And that and now at that point my grandparents had moved down there. Okay back They had moved back yeah. where you know, because that's where um, like I said, I grew up, they moved down there and they live there and I'm like, how cool would it be to go back, yes. you know, to where yeah. I was kind of raised yeah. and, and do this ultra. So I get down there and we start the race and I'm leading it and I'm talking to these guys behind me and I don't even, you know, who knows who, like, I have no idea. And they're like, yeah, like we run hundreds, you know, and, and fifties hmm. and, um, you know, and they're like, Wait, what do you do? And I'm like, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm in an Ironman block
0: right yeah, now. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. And I went on to I set the course record and I won it. What um, was well, it, 50K? It was 50K. Okay. Uh, I have What's a it screenshot called? of it. It's Sticks and Stones. Sticks and Stones. Um, so, and it's in Devil's Den State Park. Okay. Um, decent elevation. I think I ran around five hours. That's um, awesome. But that's that cool. was super cool. Like, that was that right there where, like, that's where I fell in love. Like, I already knew I loved the trails from mm. Virginia, mm-hmm. but doing that, that, ultra distance, you know, like that 30, like hitting 30. I was like, Oh Oh my God. Like I was like, I was like, like, this is kind of (laughs) cool. Yeah. And at that point I was riding a high from going sub three from winning the the Des Moines half Mm -hmm. to winning this ultra.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm like, okay, like, you know, I think I could be really good at Whatever I'm trying to do. Whatever here. this is, yeah. Um, did Ironman Texas? Went ninth overall in my age group. Where was that one at? Um, Des Moines, or I'm sorry, oh, that, you
0: said Ironman Texas, Texas? Yeah. I,
1: no, no, no. I did. I did that this year or okay. last year. I did Ironman Des Moines. Uh-huh. That was my first Ironman. Right, went yeah. ninth overall. Yep. Um, and then that was June, July. I did a 50 mile or a 40 mile run with the American flag. Okay, um, I saw pictures so I, Yeah. Of that. So that was this year. So right. I did it last. Or I did it two years ago. Um, did 40 this year i did 52. really this year this is weird it's i know i
0: know
1: last year i did 52. yeah um where, where where did you do that run so i started at the des moines capital okay the, the, when i did 52 i started at or i'm sorry when i did the 40 i started at the capital i ran from the des moines capital all the way down to knoxville okay. where the racetrack was okay um because i skipped a lot of years here i professionally raced cars because <laughs> you are probably like racetrack. Why? Yeah. What's the significance of so racetrack? I race yeah. I, I, I sprint cars. Okay. Um, oh. When we moved back to Iowa from Arkansas, uh-huh. I started racing go-karts. Adrenaline junkie. Yeah. So I yeah. started racing go-karts in like, in like <laughs> 10th grade. Okay. And raced go, go-karts on dirt, 10, 11, 12. Um, joined the military, came back, still raced for about two or three years. Um, and then moved up to racing sprint cars at Knoxville, okay. which are massive fast cars. They have a wing on top to like plant them to the ground. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll show you, I'll show I'd you when we're done. Yeah. So that's, that's, I, so having to move out to Virginia in 21, uh-huh. I sold, I, I sold everything and I, I retired from that type of racing. So I think really like that's kind of where I picked up, yeah. you know, so then I go to Virginia and I'm like, Oh, running like, you know? Yeah. And, and that's I mean, I'll where be on it
0: now. Now thinking as I get to know you, the, the sprint car thing tied a lot of tied it all together in some way it's like well yeah but 100 miles and military and and you know ben and i were chatting last night like this connection between you know retired military and 100 miler i was just talking with my girlfriend about yeah but you still there's still another thing like you've still got some you're more multifaceted to me like it's it's not as simple as you were in the military and now you're trying 100 milers yeah but the sprint car thing is like okay you're also like bringing bringing adrenaline to 100 miles yeah to, yep. in some ways yeah. which is yeah not... so sprint
1: cars are like you're thinking you're looking at like 100 and anywhere from 110 to like 140 miles an hour yeah. on dirt in a circle
0: <laughs> so like totally yeah so so bring that with like two a uh, race i think you did leadville in 28 hours if i saw it correctly this, this year yeah but i
1: had i did leadville one and i did not complete it Oh, okay. well, uh, sorry. I call it Leadville One. <laughs> Leadville, I have, I have a Leadville One and Level Two. Leadville One was was right out. So I uh, right after that forty miler, uh-huh. there was a charity that okay. saw me on Instagram and they reached out and they're like, "Hey, we had a runner that was supposed to run for us. He got hurt." Oh. This was literally like July. Before Twenty. The, so like a couple weeks before. Yes. <laughs> and they're like, you know, we saw what you did. Like, would do you want to run? Yeah. And at that point, I only knew Leadville because of Nick Bear. Like I had okay. no idea what Leadville was. I'd just seen Nick do it. I'd watch a documentary, yeah. and I'm like, "Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, I'll let you know. Thanks. Bye. Click." Yeah. And I like sat in the truck. I was literally in my driveway, and I'm like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. Like.
0: <laughs> Should I do? And
1: it? I'm like looking up the race date, uh-huh. and and we are 29 days out. Yeah. And I called my mom, and I'm like, <laughs> "Yo." Cause at that point I was gaining a little bit of traction, you know, yeah. so like she had known like, you know, that, you know, someone saw me on the Instagram space. So it was easy to, easy to explain to her. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. She's like, yeah. She's like, do it. Cool. Called him back. I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. Make it to Leadville. Never. Like I live in Iowa. I, I couldn't train altitude. Couldn't train Hills. I didn't have enough time. I was already <laughs> yeah, in my, what's the altitude? I was already in of, my taper. <laughs> like, what's your altitude there? Probably like negative five. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's like, like, like 90 feet. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean That's it's, funny. it's nothing. Yeah. Um, I mean, Iowa, like, is just, like, for reference, like, I had under 1,000 feet of elevation gain on my 52-mile run.
0: <laughs> like, like, it's, yeah. it's nothing. Yeah.
1: Um, so get to Leadville, you know, most side rent is 40, and I'm out there, like, we're running, like, I did the front half, I think, in, like, 11 hours at Leadville, and I'm out there talking to people that are up there, and I'm like, "Yeah, I've never ran over 40," and they're like, "Oh, like you're fucked." <laughs> like, like, you know. <laughs> how, how, how many days
0: before the race did you arrive?
1: Uh, I got out there Wednesday, so I was okay. there Wednesday, Thursday, and then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. The race was on Saturday. So the but
0: elevation, like the you know, you're now at 10,000 feet. The elevation
1: fucked with me more okay. last year than it did the year before. Okay. So the only thing I noticed year one, which was 20 2022, uh-huh. was. Let's say I was running at a 10-minute pace, and when I was doing my shakeouts, yeah. Wednesday, my heart rate was like 175. Thursday, my heart rate was like 165. Friday, okay. it was like 155. Okay. So like, I watched the heart rate kind of taper down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I get out there. Um, life was good. Life was great. Yeah. I summited Hopes Pass. 11 hours. Came back. Came back again. Went down. And as I'm going down, like my, I remember coming down Hopes Pass. So I'm at like probably 54 55 mm-hmm. and my knees were like hitting each other yeah. and I couldn't like I couldn't keep my knee like the, the legs were done was, was that a strength thing yes or an altitude okay. yes it was completely legs were yes best. my legs were not so then I get to Twin Lakes and mm-hmm. I sit down in the chair and I'm eating and like I'm like hell yeah like we're gonna crush this bitch like we have you know <laughs> we have 18 hours until the cutoff yeah and I go to stand up and I I literally couldn't, like I I, I, hmm. I, like, I felt fine, I just yep. I couldn't stand up. To the point where like my little brother who was there I just was telling you about had to put his arms under mine and stand me up yeah. and allow me to lock my knees
0: mm-hmm.
1: in order to like be able to go. Yeah. Um, I walked from Twin Lakes to May Queen, which is the final yep. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I didn't run a single time after that. That's from 56 to 87. So I, I walked 50, 50K. <laughs> and in the rain, overnight, yeah. cold, and I made, it to, I made it to May Queen about 15 minutes too late. Ah, uh, okay. So they cut me off by time.
0: Yes. Um,
1: <clears throat> that was the craziest thing I'd ever experienced because I made it to May Queen and i come out and at may queen you come out and there's a road the, there's a road uh-huh. and it goes this way down to like where all the crew is and then you know you do your last aid station yeah. or the road like keeps going this way when i came out they were parked there with the truck and i literally just got in the truck and we left is it now like it like i just yeah. literally walked off the course got into a vehicle and left yeah never saw may queen again huh. never saw the finish line again <laughs> like Interesting. that was it
0: uh-huh
1: and um. That set me on fire. Right? Really? Like, yeah. Like that. That. I, I I tell people all the time. Like, you want to talk about a, a greatest failure? Uh-huh. My greatest failure was. I would have never learned how to be who I am today if I wouldn't have went to Leadville in 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 2022 and failed. Yeah. And that right there was like. That lit such a fire under my ass. Mm-hmm and then going into 2023 getting you know at that point like i knew like like i knew in august i was like i'm getting the hell out of the military and i'm gonna like this is gonna be my life yeah huh and i had august september october november december january i was like i like 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 i was starting to plan out the race schedule and the military was like you know you don't have enough leave you can't you know you can't and i was like it's time to you know wow time to time to kick rocks Uh uh-huh and then at that same time um You know, my wife and I got married super young. We had a phenomenal marriage. It was great. I have nothing bad to say, but we were just, we were just, she wanted me to stay in the military. She, You know, she was in school full time and we, and I, I wanted, at that point I had been in Austin so much from BPN and, Mm. and triathlon training. Like I was like, I want to move to Austin. Yeah. And it was just, so we separated literally like a week later and it was horrible. Like I really didn't see it coming. Yeah. But then at that point, like I sat in it and I'm like. I'm like I, like I, I can now do anything. Like I was like I, Inter- like you That's know, I'm, I'm getting out of the military. Yeah, I'm getting you know, separating. You know, getting a divorce. I'm like, it was almost freeing for a moment yeah. where I'm like, whatever I want to do in life now, mm. I have nothing holding me back. Mm. And that was on a that was on a Wednesday that I like had that. Like I was literally sitting in my bedroom just in tears, and I'm like what you know what is this like what's the point yeah and we uh we get i get to that point and i called my buddy who was down here
0: uh-huh
1: um and he was staying at an airbnb he's from fargo and he was staying oh, nice. at an airbnb and i'm like hey uh i'm gonna come down and hang out with you like i didn't tell him like what was going on uh-huh. and he's like yeah dude like you know come on down like the weather's nice like like let's get it um and i came to austin with three thousand dollars in the bank account and not a single plan <laughs> Literally, like, like, huh. like, we have to. We were we you still working think. at BPN? Did you say that? Or you? At the, I was at so the time? I was an uh, I was an ambassador athlete okay. with them at the time. Okay. Um. So that's why it was Austin, because I was like, dude, like BPN's there, like yeah. the culture, all my, you yeah. know, all these people I know, and uh, got down here um, February twenty eighth. Okay. Of of last year. Oh, not even a year. No, not even Dang. a year yet.
0: Dang.
1: So got down here. Um, and yeah then this year was just this year was like the i'd like to say like like this year with my success was like this was like the coming out party yeah of like of building building who i am and i took the risk on like i was like you know i i bet on myself like you know all this cliche shit that people yeah, say yeah hundred yeah, yeah. percent yeah. like yeah. like i said fuck it like like right. like here we go and that was with yeah. and by like i told you i got my you know, certification in nutrition and performance enhancement and yep. um, personal training. And I had had some athletes at that time. Uh-huh. I was making like a grand a month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I was like, hey, I have a $1,000 a month. I was like, I'll move to Austin. I have three K in the bank account. You know, I have these Airbnbs. Like, you know, I have this Airbnb. You know, I'll figure it out. Yep. And um, I figured it out. I mean, really, like that's, you know, <laughs> that's I, I, I told myself, I was like, you know, this is this is me. I was like, if I have to, if I have to live under a bridge, I'll live under a bridge, but I'm going to, I'm going to make this life work. Yeah. Um, because this is what, like in 2022,
0: this is what I found out that I really wanted leading into 2023. So you've got all of these things sort of swirling around the, the ultra, the the fitness, the betting on yourself, the cliche stuff. Who were, who was inspiring you at the time? Who were you looking to thinking, you know, 3000 in the bank, making a thousand bucks a month, some people would feel that and feel like discouraged. Mm-hmm. You saw that as like game on. Like
1: I saw it as I'm, like as like as like there's one option here. Yes. And and it's a plan A and a plan A only. My plan B was literally going to be sleeping under a bridge yeah. until I figured it out. Truly.
0: So what what voices were out there inspiring you? You know what I mean? Like who are the people? Who are the like what what propelled you? What did you? What podcast did you listen to? Like what were the things that were giving you that confidence in yourself? Yeah.
1: Um. You know, I, I found, I would say, you know, this was maybe like, you know, in my subliminal mind, Mm -hmm. you know, not really like right there in front of me, but, um, I found running. Yeah. I went to Virginia and I found running, but I truly found running because I found David Goggins Ah, and my mom was a single mom. Yeah. We were piss fucking poor. Yeah. Like we went through the shit. Yeah. And. I was a piece of shit growing up. Like I was a shitty kid, um, and I remember looking at Goggins and like and reading his book and being like, "Dude, if that guy can do that, yeah, why can't I?" Yeah, and and that's probably something else cliche, but it's sure. true. Like it is so true. But not everybody
0: engages with it and says, "I can do that too." You know yeah. what I mean? And I think that's what's special about David Goggins is that he's found, like, he's called a lot of men into like yes. Intention- intentionality. Yes. But you heard it, you, you engaged with it and he was like, this is what I'm looking for and yeah. it just kind of clicked. Yeah,
1: yeah, 100%. Mm. And, and that was really kind of, like I said, it wasn't like front and center. Like I wasn't driving to Austin being like, yeah, David Goggins, you know, right. but like, but like he touched me so, like, like that book touched me so well that that was something I carried with me all through 2021, mm. leading into 2022. Yep. And it was just like, you know, if he could go through all that shit, and make it through and now you know he's, he's wrote a book and he's a multimillionaire and he yeah. doesn't have to work another day in his life. Right. I'm like, why can't I do that? <laughs> and that was kind of the mentality. Like, like even to the point where come May, May of 2023, I was so broke, I had to sell my Ironman bike. Oh, dang. Yeah, so come, I got here in February, I was here in March, in April I ran the BPN marathon. Uh-huh. Um, a week later, I did Ironman Texas. Mm-hmm. It was like all, it was like a little challenge, same week thing. Yep. And then in May, I literally like hit a point where I'm like, I can't even pay rent. Mm. And because I was still trying to build the coaching and yeah. and all of that. And I had to, I sold my, that bike that I did my Ironmans with. I sold that bike because I couldn't, I couldn't pay rent. Dang. Yeah. That's crazy. So, so there, was, you know, there was struggle. There was a lot yeah. of struggle, which huh. relates right back to
0: the ultra distance. Right. Yeah. And so, and so like, Honestly, the I see so many interesting as I've talked to so many people about this kind of this next question here, it feels like super uh, like I, I'm so interested in your take on this, because now I get selfish. Like, all right, I I've fallen apart for some justified like when I look back at my seven DNFs, my, my first hundred mile attempt, I had that same leg problem at like mile sixty eight at Zion. Like I was going into I was like, can I can I keep going? Can I not? I'm, not, I'm just not sure. I don't know what it's like to be at this high mileage. I sit down for a sec, try to get some good food in me, and I stand up, and then my legs are gone. I can't yeah. even like step up on a root. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Uh, so I look back at all of my DNFs, so I think I can give you the story of all seven. Like I, I mean, because they've they've haunted me, they live with yeah, me. Yeah, for sure, I get it. And the one the one that I finished, like I can even say like, okay, now you know that was my third attempt. I finished it, and I thought everyone after that was gonna be great. Well, then I DNF the next five. Some of them maybe good reasons, some of them not. But the thing that I'm on the hunt right now for is, first off, like I start to really fall apart at like 55, 55 miles six, like really like ugly, like real ugly. And so one of the things I'm looking for is, yeah, you can fall apart, I have my buddy Jeremy, he can fall apart at mile 40, former Navy, military mindset kind of guy, and he can finish the 100. He's got this switch that I'm trying to like, learn glean from and take from him he's we're gonna be side-by-side at Zion most of the time so he's gonna drag me along hopefully yeah. hopefully but first question this late race survival like how do I push how do I push how do I make my body fall apart at 80 and only have to slosh through 20 miles instead of falling apart at 55 if we're just looking at late race survival from a fitness standpoint does that make sense? Like how do I push back like Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. my
1: my yeah. my biggest thing that I did in preparation for Leadville 2, which was last year, uh-huh. um, was it didn't because during Ironman, I broke my fibula. Okay. So mile mile 24, so I I I, I ran the BPN marathon. I won the BPN marathon on Saturday. Nope, on Sunday. Okay. And then I did Ironman Texas on Saturday. So <laughs> Sunday to Saturday. Yeah. And during Ironman Texas at mile 24 in stride the left leg hit and it just was like a lightning bolt. Oh god. And the the good thing is is that the fibula only carries like 10% of your body weight so I was able to just keep going.
0: <laughs> um, Did you So in your mind was it like oh it broke?
1: Um no. Okay. No, no. I You're was just, like, just oh, this hurts. In, in my mind I was like no I mean I was like oh like like I really fucked this up. Like yeah. like like something is is bad and you can like see me kind of like hobbling at the finish yeah um but I didn't know I didn't know I really messed it up up until you know all the adrenaline wore off and yeah. we were standing there and I was like talking to somebody yeah. and I went to like step back and it just like buckled and I ended up going to the med tent so but with that being said, what I'm saying is that I took I took 62 days off or 59 50 61 I okay. took I took two months off
0: yeah so, like you're counting the days, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So I didn't run all of May uh-huh. and some of June. Okay. So coming into Leadville Training, I now have six weeks? Yeah. So I built my miles back up, um, went from 7, 18, 32, 86, 100. Dang. And then I did 100, 100, 100. And then tapered. And you're just doing that around Austin? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have, uh, I have so many routes around Austin that I'm nice. like, this is my 16 mile route. Nice. This is my 8, this is my 10, this oh, is my cool. um, 20. But, but where I'm going with this is that I didn't have a lot of miles, a lot of weeks of miles under my belt. Yeah. But what I did do daily is, number one, I would do doubles. So I, okay. would, I would run in the morning and I would run in the evening to make sure that the legs were fatigued. I didn't do that for Leadville One, not okay. that I had time to even train. And I would pull, the, I would pull a sled. So <laughs> I would do a half hour to 45 minutes with a sled, like a weighted. Just like around a park? Or? No, so we, oh, have like a, a we have a gym. Yes, yeah, okay. so we have a gym here and there's, there's turf. So probably so like you won't be able to see here, but like from us to that tree. Yep. And okay. what I would do is I would, I would, I would push the sled down and then you have like a rope on your, on your back and I would walk the sled back. Hmm. And I would do that six days a week and for anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes.
0: What is that doing for you?
1: So that's, that's kind of, um, as you're coming back, if you lean into that sled as you're pulling, um, it's really putting the quad under a lot of stress. Okay. So what I would do is I would run, like during my peak week, mm-hmm. I did 120, 122 miles in six days. That was my peak week for Leadville. Right. Which isn't really needed, but at that point, like <laughs> I was so far behind, I was like, yeah. I need to catch up. Yeah. So I'd run 20 miles in the morning, and I would come back at like five o'clock, and I'd run four miles, and then I would lift and I would pull that sled. So mm-hmm. by that point, like I'm so like I'm so tired, mm-hmm. my legs are fatigued, like my body's fatigued, that I would, my legs would already be tired, my legs would be under stress, and I would pull that sled yeah. to really mimic, because I remember what it felt like year one for Leadville trying to go down a mountain,
0: yeah. you know, and try to, like, uh, hold yourself up. I see. So the or, muscles that you're really m- the trying muscles to max that, yes. out are those muscles. Yes. 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 100%. Oh, yeah.
1: and, then, and then when you're leaning into that as well, it's really working your glutes. So you're really pulling, you know, you're pulling with your glutes as well. Yeah. Which you think if you're going to go uphill, right? you're, you know, you're using your glutes. Okay. Um, so I found a lot of success
0: in in pulling the sled. Interesting. Um, How would someone... Uh, who doesn't, like, I don't belong to a gym like that. Is there anything else that I could do?
1: To yeah, actually, this is kind of wild. There's a, um, do you have a truck? Yeah. Yeah, so there's a, there's a device out there that's called Sled Connect. <laughs> okay. And it's like 200 bucks, maybe. Huh. But I also did this before Leadville cause my buddy had it. Yeah. Um, and it hooks in to your hitch, and it's, a, it's, it's like a field goal post. <laughs> uh-huh. Hooks into your hitch, and we were pushing and pulling trucks. In oh. the parking lot at the gym. Interesting. Yeah. So, okay. like, so we had, I actually have a, I, there's a video on my Instagram. I'll, I'll pull it up for you if you remind me. But yeah. I literally had a, had huh. a, uh, like a ratchet strap around my waist. Yeah. And I'm, like, pulling this truck in the parking <laughs> lot. So, okay. um, you know, there's, there's devices out there like that. Um, you can also buy, you know, buy your own weighted sled. Um, okay. Take it out to a park like we're at right now. Okay. And, you know, the push-pull sleds. Um, you can get a car tire, Oh. you know. Cut okay. a car tire. Yeah. Get a rope. Tie yeah. it around. You know, tie it around your waist. And so
0: sometimes you're walking forward, and sometimes are you going back? Like yeah, yeah. The... So
1: I would do all three. So I would, uh, I would push. Yeah. I would push. I would pull, and then I would also like, if you were the sled, I yeah. would, I would pull it this way as well. Okay. So I would push it. I would pull it backwards, and then I would pull it forwards. Okay. Just to kind of, you know. Because at that point, like my, my hip flexors, like everything was so tired. Yes. That, you know, I'm just putting it under stress even more. Right, so
0: some of that, because like, my hip flexors are so unpredictable to me. Yeah. So are you, is some of that stuff that you're recommending that's really strengthening? Yeah,
1: yeah, okay. definitely. And then what I'm leaning into a lot this year is is trying to do a lot of mobility work. Okay. Um, and prioritizing, you know, that, that that's the great thing, right? Is it's so hard for me to tell, like, to tell people this because I've been there, and I've had the nine to five, right? And I've had the the full time job where, you know, it's it's hard to, yeah. and I respect that. Like like I was there. Like I was waking up at 4 a.m. I was going to bed at at 11 p.m. Yeah, you know, just to get my training in. Yeah. But now for me, it's like, yeah, I can sit here and be like, yeah. So I wake up, I get my run in, I go home, I eat. I do an hour of mobility, I go, you know, back and I run again, and then I go to the gym and I lift weights, like, that's what, what I do, it, you what
0: know. It, Help me with mobility, help me understand that. Yeah, what do you so, mean? Um, mobility really is the,
1: the nitty and gritty shit that you don't like, like stretching. Oh, uh, okay. And static stretching. The stuff so, that, you, in the
0: moment, doesn't feel like you're adding value. Exactly, really. exactly, the
1: stuff that, like, just really sucks. Like, I'll get a band uh-huh. and um, go to the gym, put the band around a pole. And, you know do ankle mobility uh-huh. I can't even stand up straight <laughs> I'll do ankle mobility um, you know where you can get where like you put the you put it around you scoot back as far as you can it's putting so much pressure on your hip like it's pulling your hip out yeah. oh. you know it's so like that like like you know stretching isn't always just you yeah. know you know doing this yeah. and, you know you're getting ready for a race like there's a lot of banded stretches that you can do okay um, you know where it's really like tugging on different areas.
0: Um, so is the, is the mobility, the benefit to mobility, because like, you know, as the race goes on, first off, like, my pack, no matter how much I try and train, the upper middle of my back always just, by like mile 35, is just like brutal. So, you know, I'm always trying to stretch, but as the race goes on, my body gets tight, you know, for uh, probably obvious, I mean, you doing something crazy and yeah. trying to do this, but like, it gets to the point where, you know, like, you turn, can't turn around very well, yeah. my neck starts to get stiff, is mobility helping that stuff? Yes, 100%. Okay. Because the thing is, like, you can,
1: you know, you can work mobility into your routine uh-huh. for years, like, 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 just, just like you would with weightlifting, right? Yeah. Like, 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 like you're working at doing bench press, you know, twice a week, over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. And you know, over that time, like your your bench press is going to get better. If you're working mobility, like, have you read Goggins' book? Uh, he has two books, right? Yes. I've read the first one. Okay, so the first one he talks about, he got super, super sick, like this is yes. towards the end of the book. He got yep. super sick. Yeah, Couldn't figure out what was wrong with him. Thought he had a, had a disease
0: uh-huh. and he was yes. just
1: so fucking tight that uh, like that was the yeah. problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you go, yeah. so go back, go back now, now okay. that I've said that and yep. listen to that. Uh-huh. And like now this same guy is telling people and no one will want to listen because mm-hmm. no one likes to stretch that he's stretching for an hour in the morning and an hour in the evening. Like, like he, is, he is dedicating time to stretching. Yeah. He just did a podcast with um, Huberman. Yep. And in that podcast, he's still saying the same thing. He's like, I'm still having trouble today. He's like, like, when I start running, he's like, I'm limping for like the first like two or three miles. Like it takes me so much time to like warm up. And he's got those crappy knees. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah, I mean the whole, like his, his yeah. legs are all fucked. Yeah. So so he's still like getting what he's his point is that he's still having to loosen up a lot
1: yeah, early yeah. in his and then I found I found a lot of success recently like you and I've talked about with um, and you know and there's there's many different there's there's many people that will that will say positives to this and negatives to that like yeah like I know um, you know Sally McRae oh yeah is yeah you know, she's doing a lot of dumbbell movements. She's doing a lot of mobility type hip bridges with dumbbells and stuff like that. And I know for sure like, that that is working for her. Yeah. But the thing is, 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 different things work different for everybody because our right. bodies are all different. Yeah. For me, I'm finding success in in CrossFit. Mm. Because for me, like I tell, I tell people that I think CrossFit is the running of weightlifting. Okay. CrossFit is a running yeah. of weightlifting because it's yeah. always like every minute on the minute, um, you know, you're going to snatch and you're going to clean and you're going to squat. Yeah. And it's like bang, 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 bang. Right. You see these, you know, the bodybuilders that are out there and it's like, Hey, I'm going to do one set of 10 and you know, there we go. Okay. Took 90 seconds. Now I'm going to rest for two minutes, you know, and that's the, the, you know, there's not a, there's not a lot in that, but I found yeah. in CrossFit, you know, when you're doing a power clean, you're working so many other muscles that I don't think that you can hit during the bodybuilding process during during the hypertrophy process, which yeah. is you know muscle building, bodybuilding. Okay. So in a clean, for me it's like, okay, so y- y- you're familiar with the power clean? No. So power clean is <laughs> just like a deadlift stance. Okay. We're gonna come here and with a clean, you're gonna lift it up, you're gonna pop it out your hips, you're gonna come down like this, mm-hmm. and you're gonna come up. Okay. That's a clean. So you're taking a you're taking a, a barbell. And you're coming up your legs. So you're doing a deadlift motion. Okay. You're popping it with your hips. or so you're using your hip flexors here. You're hitting the bar. You're pulling uh, up okay. with your traps. You're using your arms. Using uh, your biceps. You're thanks. flipping it. And now you have your. Now you have to get under the bar. You're using your legs to catch it. Yeah. And then you're using your stabilizers to hold it. And then you're using your legs to push up. So How many muscle in. groups did right. I just hit there? Right. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. So it's different when like, you know. You do bench press. Okay, cool, you just worked your pecs. How's right. that gonna help you be a better runner? Right. And, you know, uh, I think about the, uh, the uh, overhead squat. So, an overhead squat in CrossFit is, um, same thing, I was looking for like a long stick or something. <laughs> so, you take a barbell, uh-huh. take a barbell and you have your hands out wide, you're working on your stabilizers. Yeah. You have your hands out wide, you're coming here, you're holding this weight above your head and you're coming down and you're squatting. Oh, dang and then you're coming up. So instead of it being a back squat, where you're just on your, you know, your back squat, and you're using your glutes and your hamstrings and your quads, you're just squatting the overhead press, you're using your core, which how much do we need to use our core in running? Right. And so much, you're using your core, you're using your shoulders, you're balancing, you're using the extra muscles in your legs to hold that weight above your head. Mm-hmm. And then as you come down, your your hip flexors are engaged, your mm-hmm. glutes are engaged. Okay. So I've been finding a lot of success hmm. Now, I haven't tested it yet. It's gonna right. be tested this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I haven't tested it yet. But I've been finding so much success in in being able to I also feel like like yeah, like I'm sore from CrossFit, but I've been doing CrossFit five, six times a week mm-hmm. and running hundred mile weeks. Yeah. And I like there's times where you go for a twenty mile run, right? And you like get in your truck and you drive away and you're like, oh man, like I'm so tight, like this is horrible. Yeah. But then I go in the evening and I'll do CrossFit and I'll do these overhead squats and I'm stretching out yeah. my hips, okay? You know, like 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 yeah, I'm tired and I'm not doing, you know, a shit ton of weight. Right. But I'm at that same time I'm like, man, like my hips are super tight. Well, yeah. during that process my hips are getting stretched out. Hmm. And just doing a lot of these, you know, compound movements as well, like doing a lot of deadlifts and doing yeah. a lot of back squats and front squats. And front squats as well is what I did, you know, leading into Leadville. Because you're when you're doing front squats, you you have the weight here. You're promoting, you know, major quad yeah. use. The biggest thing is it's going to fall apart first. Like you just said, you're like, yeah. I couldn't even, like, step over a stick. Why? Yeah. Because of your quad.
0: Yeah. It's because of the quad. Yeah, it's just, like, twitching like uh-huh, crazy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, I mean, but obviously there are people out there who, like... Like, think about Courtney DeWalter. Yeah. Have you ever seen her lift a weight? No. Maybe she does, but she yeah, doesn't right. tell people that, right? Right, totally. And she's the best, maybe, you know, yeah. or she's one of the best, if not the best, female runner out there. Yeah. She doesn't lift weights. Yeah. So maybe we just throw everything that I fucking said out the
0: window. Well, yeah, also, I mean, she's she's got to be an outlier because I think her diet, she also Yeah, yeah. You know, she, the, the, I can't remember... beer and, and, yeah. and... I love that. Me yeah. too. I love right. it. Like right. Like, yeah. but,
1: you know... So but that's,
0: but everything we just said,
1: like, take it with a grain of salt, yeah. but it is very different for everyone, but there are multiple but things of But, but do. the other
0: 99% of us out mm-hmm. there, you know, we need this stuff that you're saying. Yeah. And to, yeah, even to think about like the mobility, to think about the certain, yeah, like, this stuff, spend more time on it, and then you got any recommendations for like, I get this a lot from other runners too of my, of my ilk, you know, that center back just hurts. Yeah. And I'm, if it's muscle weakness, if it's form, you know, over time our, you know, our form starts to get really what bad. I What I
1: really like doing recently is the skier. You know what the skier is? Mm-hmm. So it's the CrossFit machine, it's the skier. So it's the, you've probably seen it, the machine where you grab the handles uh-huh. and you pull down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So doing, I did a lot of that leading into Leadville. Number one, I would just I would pull it down and I would do a lot of these. yeah because I remember when I first did Leadville, how bad my tra- my uh, triceps hurt because of my pulls. Yeah. So I bring it down and you know you're working that, that
0: motion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: But then I really enjoy doing a lot of the ski erg because I feel like if something on your body is hurting during during a run, yeah it's probably not being worked enough. In my opinion, that's right. That's what and yeah. and so you know when it comes down, if you're like man, like I'm having this type of back pain, yeah. you know, like and, yep. it, and if Ugh. it's if it's in that center back, yes, then then there's you know where you can go and you can do you know you can do cable rows at the gym where uh-huh. you're sitting there with the cable and you're rowing back, okay, and you're working you know you're working those yep. muscles yep. to you know because if you if, if you work those muscles and you show them hey you're going to get worked, yeah, then when you get into the race. And you're using them when you haven't before. Yeah. Then at that point, if they're already used to it, then it's not going to hurt as bad.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. That's good.
1: Yeah. I mean, but also, you know, like I said, I'm be- being fair to everyone. Right. Courtney doesn't lift any weights. Well, yeah, like Sally the- Sally doesn't do deadlifts. Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm out, yeah. you know, I'm... I do things different. I think yeah. I think things are different and I'm willing to test it. I'm sure people will shit on it um, yeah. and I'm fine with
0: nah. that, but you know, there's 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 both sides to it. I think what's coming into ultra running and for some it's maybe been there and they like you said, like Courtney May behind the scenes be doing all this stuff. Yeah. It's just not been the brand of ultra running to be in the gym. Yes, The brand of ultra running, the clicks, you know, come from beautiful scenery on yep. their 150 yep. mile weeks or um, Camille Heron, I don't know if you know who mm-hmm. she is. I love she's the one who's been talking a lot about no more long runs. And so for her, yes. she's doing 2 hours max and then she goes and wins Spartathlon in yes. Greece. That doesn't and work And also for me.
1: like no back to backs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No like 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 yeah, I I I think I read that with her where because most of my athletes that I'm that I'm like if I'm peaking them for yeah. a race and their peak week's going to be like a 30 and a 20. Yeah. Or you know or like we did, yeah, I we just did a couple weeks ago, one of my athletes was in town and we did, we did a 30 and a 10. Yeah. And you know, or a, or a 25 and a 20. Yep. And, and I've read a lot around that where people are saying like, that's not it anymore. Right. But I'm still
0: finding success in it for myself totally. along with my athletes, so. Once you get to high mileage, like hundred milers, I, it just seems like, yeah, certain things work for certain people, but so much of it, and I think now as we kind of start to land the plane here on this discussion, one of the things that you seem to bring uh, the 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 common denominator for everybody though still is a mental toughness yes and that also has been a weakness of mine but i still have this ambition to to get it so for the final two questions the first one is you know is about mental toughness like what what is in your mind at the start of leadville going into rocky raccoon this weekend what are you are you saying something to yourself have you made a decision like i'm going to finish this thing like what's in your head Hold on, I'm gonna sneeze. <laughs>
1: it's part of it. <laughs> <coughs> All right. Keep it. <laughs> um, so, the biggest thing for me is I truly believe, like, this is what, and I wouldn't say this is mental toughness, this is what keeps me calm and collected. Yeah. And this is something like we were just talking about why I told you we just did this breath work. We yep. were having a discussion after is like, what is meant to be is meant to be. And whatever is going to happen at Rocky Raccoon in three days is already set in stone. I believe that. There's nothing that I can do right now, Hmm. besides probably jumping off a bridge and hurting myself. There's nothing I can do right now that is going to make that race any better. Hmm. So for me, I have never... I truly haven't. I I was trying to find the lie there, and and I have never... (laughs) towed the line and been nervous hmm. and been upset, you know, like, like like I've towed the line next to people, friends, that are like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. What am I about? They're to do? white. Right. You know, <laughs> and they're like, they're like, why did I do this? Right. And I'm just like, La, da, 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 you know, because yeah. because it's just, you know, you've already done everything that now now yeah. I could see if like which granted, I mean this is just ignorant, but when I did Ironman Texas last year, after the marathon, I didn't even train for it. I just did it, yeah. and that's the race where I'm talking about my friend, where we're standing in the swim line, yeah. and he's like, "I don't know what's gonna happen. This is <laughs> this is so bad. Like, I'm wide. I'm gonna throw up." Yeah. And I'm like, so maybe arrogant to the fact of yeah. like I haven't even trained. Yeah. And I haven't been in the water in four months, and here I am getting ready to swim two point four miles, yeah. and I'm just like, yeah, like, like you know, like uh, if he drowns, he drowns. Yeah. Like, so I think it's I think it's being able to carry. You know, being able to tell yourself and being able to believe it when you say it to yourself, unlike yes, whatever, the trick. whatever is meant to be, is meant to be. If I, if I go out to Rocky on Saturday and I DNF, yeah, okay, time to find the lesson.
0: Yeah, You know, mm-hmm. what,
1: what, what did I, you know, if I go out to Rocky and I win it, sick, you know, I mean, I mean, <laughs> great, right. but whatever is meant to be, is meant to be. And I think that yeah. that, that, that's the first step yeah. is, is approaching that start line with the mentality of like i've done what i've needed to do to get to this point yeah. i trust myself i trust my training i trust my instincts yeah i trust my faith Whatever you know if you believe in god whatever i don't care i do like for yeah. me it's like you know i i'm i trust everything like, right. like 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 i'm putting my trust in you here we go yeah that's the biggest thing for me is like is having that feeling first yeah because you can take that feeling to mile 50. Yeah. You can get to 50. Like like like, yeah. like you and I just talked like like yeah. like you can go 50 miles. Yeah. Then you get to 50, and I've been to the point at 50 where I'm falling apart, which is when I when I broke the leg in September. Yeah. When I towed the line with three brakes and I had no idea. I just, you know, was an asshole and thought I was hurt. <laughs> and I get to 50 and I, and I remember, you know, I called a good friend of mine, and I'm fucking bawling on the phone. Hmm. I mean, because I had led this race, like like I was oh, leading, dang. I was in the lead, and I'm like, what do I do? Like, mm. you know, like I'm um, like how can I? I knew it was coming. Yeah, I knew the DNF was coming, and I think that it was just me letting that emotion out. Yeah, and I was, you know, do I quit at fifty? Like, you know, because it was out, it was an out and back. I'm mm. like, how do I quit knowing that there is. This is it right here, just about what I'm about to say. Yeah. How do I quit knowing that there is a chance at success? Hmm. You know, so like, mm. here's the thing. What if someone said, walk down to that bridge down there, there is a chance that there is a million dollars on that bridge. They're like 50-50 shot, there's either a million dollars on that bridge or there's not. Yeah." Would you walk to that bridge? Of course. You know, I mean, I mean, yeah. easier said than done. Right. But, but for me, it's like I would, I would rather. That's where the saying, "the risk over regret," mm. is, is. Is what we is what we said before this before the L A one before the the Saddle to SERP one hundred. Yeah. Is like I would, I would rather risk it. Than to regret the fact that I never tried.
0: Hmm. Right. And that's good
1: and 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 you know and 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 it's easier said than done but but to me that that's what i came up with on the phone with him in that moment was how can you quit knowing that there's a chance yeah and 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 that's and i think that i had that during leadville one yeah because i knew when i stood up it was done Yeah, i knew it was done yeah but how could i stop at 56 knowing that there was a chance that I could see that finish line. yeah. So I walked 50 kilometers. Right. And I knew, I knew, like, like, like during that time when I left, I said, I have to hold a 20 minute per mile pace yep. in order to finish the Leadville 100. Yep. And overnight I kept looking at my watch, 26, 27, 20, 24. Yeah. You, you know, everyone's been there, right? Yeah. Like, like where you see it. Yep. But to me, it was just me saying like there is a chance. Yeah. There is a chance. Because I think that as like we undervalue what our body is capable of. Mm-hmm. Because as you probably experienced, right, you can be just shitting the bed at 30. Yeah. And the next thing you know at 50, you get this like, whoa. Because for me, when I called, when I called Bob on the phone and I was talking to him and I'm bawling. Yeah. And I'm like, I like like, like my leg's fucked. Like I'm I'm not gonna make it and he's like, you know, hmm. there's a chance. There's yeah. a chance. There's a chance. I get to 50 Dang. running 12 minute pace, 54 to 60, I was running 8:30 miles. After really? already bawling on the phone to him telling, you know, so this is this is about 2 hours later. Yeah. I'm running 8 minute miles. Now, I completely shit the bed after that. But
0: <laughs> but, but you got a few but, good but, miles. But, but
1: but there's always, you know, yeah. How was I capable of that when I'm crying on the phone saying, hey, I know that my leg is broken at you know at that point and then yeah. I'm capable of so running able, those several of miles. Turn what yeah. if I could have done twenty twenty of those miles and I would have never known because I quit? What yeah. if I would have quit when I called him on the phone? Yeah. And I would have never been able to tell you the story now yes. of I was able to run six miles at an eight minute pace,
0: mm-hmm. even after
1: I thought I was gonna quit. Right. So there's so many There's so many lessons in that.
0: Yes, and to get past the point where you want to quit and find out what you're still capable of—that you could still.
1: Yeah, and that's what I. That's what I. um, I don't know if you saw the other day, but I posted this reel with a caption like with something that I was just sitting there and it came to me is with what we do. I always was chasing the finish line. Yeah, and I said I became more as an athlete, as a man. As a human, when I stopped chasing the finish line and I started chasing what I could overcome. Hmm. Because you learn so much about yourself. Yes. Like, like, like you have however many 100s that you have DNF'd, would you say eight? Uh, seven? seven of eight. Yeah, you're like seven. Put some fucking respect on <laughs> Yeah, <that>. give <laughs> me So you've DNF'd seven yeah. 100s, but you've probably learned more oh my God. in those seven DNFs. Yeah then I'm gonna learn in the next four or five years. Right. Because I don't I I I've, I've DNF'd twice. Right. And I learned so much from oh, so from much. Leadville, so much from Saddle to Surf. Yep. And you've done that well almost four more times than I have. Yeah. I mean the, And I'm li- thankful for each
0: of them. Ab- I absolutely am.
1: And so but when it comes down to okay, how do I, how do I not, I like you are okay, okay, I've learned enough, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. I think it's carrying that, that mentality of, what if? Just yeah. keep telling yourself what if, what if, what if, what if, mm. and
0: that's good. what
1: if I go one more mile? Yeah. What if I go one more mile? What if I go one more step? Yeah. You know, break mm. it, break it, break it down that's good. so much. Yeah. To where like you get to that point where you get you and you know the point where you're like I'm go- like like I'm gonna quit. Yes. And yep. You're like, what if I go one more step? Yeah. Then you do that one more step. Yeah. What if I go one more step?
0: Yeah.
1: What if? What if? What if? What yeah. if? And that. Hmm. Now that I think about that, I I I've heard that saying before in an Ironman. Yeah. Um. There was a lady, and she she went up to a guy, and she's like, there was like a golf cart, and yeah. she's like, I quit, and he's like, no, no, nope, no, nope, <laughs> you don't, you don't. He's like, I'll drive a mile up, and he's like, and if you want to quit, you can get in. Yeah. And she gets up there, and he goes, he goes, "Do you want to? Do you want to quit?" And she's like, "I want to quit." That's awesome. And he goes, "I'll drive one more mile, and if you still want to quit, you'll get in." Yeah. You want to quit? I don't want to quit.
0: Dude, that's awesome. That's great.
1: I'll go a mile, and if you want to quit, then then you quit. Do you want to quit? I don't want to quit. Wow. And he and he was what with a great
0: her. way to break it down. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah.
1: You know, I mean, so that's something you need to tell yourself. And then on top of that, like, and I really truly mean this, I would rather fucking die than quit. Like, like it it, 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 it. I don't know what it is, man. I'll yeah. just like, if it's just me, like. I was sitting in that chair. I was sitting at that chair at Saddle of Surf, yeah. And I was telling my buddies that were there. I was like, I'll walk this whole bitch right now, like, <laughs> like because I could walk. I'm like, but we're gonna be out here for for for, for thirty hours because yeah. that was such a like it was such a smaller race, yeah. That like there was no cutoff, like, yeah. like it was just hundred miles, yeah. And at that point we were seventy five deep. It was, like, 17 hours, 16 yeah. hours, and it was, like, no, maybe it was, like, 14 hours. I don't know. Yeah. Fuck, dude, I don't even think it was midnight at that yeah. point. Like, because like, like, yeah. I was hauling ass. Yeah. And I was like, I'll walk. I'm like, but we're going to be here until 10 a.m. Like, you guys want to be here till 10 a.m.? And everyone's like, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. But so, so the consensus there was, you know, why we did pull out of that was, Number one, we knew that I was that I was injured and I wasn't just hurting. Yeah. And we also knew that like this is saddle to surf. This isn't Leadville. Right. This isn't UTMB. Right. This isn't, you know. Yeah. This is yeah. This isn't Western States. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like there's no reason, you know, you send me to Western States and I'll snap my fucking leg in half before <laughs> you know, I'll crawl that bitch. <laughs> like, but that's the thing, you know, is, yeah. is I think it's just there's something within you that you need to, and even laugh about, right? Like, right. like, 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 like when you get out there, you can almost, you can almost joke yourself into that mentality. Mm. Like, just like what I, like you, are laughing where you're like, I'll crawl that whole bitch. And yeah. like, I'll tell people like, like, I'll just, I'll be out there and I'll be like, I'll be like, I'd, I'd rather put a gun to my head than lose, than, 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 you know, or, you know. Or I'll pass somebody and I'll be like, hey, I'll see you at the finish line. Yeah. You know, you can almost <laughs> joke yourself into like.
0: Yeah. Or you yeah, can yeah, almost, yeah, yeah. you
1: know, talk yourself into the fact of there's so much about self-talk. Yeah. And, you know, now don't get me wrong. Like, like Ludville won. I remember like when I started in 2022, I was like, I was like, no matter what, I'm not going to quit. Like, yeah. I remember having that conversation with my brother. I was like, I was like, no matter what. I will not quit. Do not let me leave. Cause at that point I'd never done a hundred. I'm like, do not let me leave this course unless I am broken. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, cool. So I remember (laughs) one of the times during the overnights when it was raining and, you know, I was running, I was walking the, the, the 25 minute miles. I remember thinking in my head, I was like, I'm going to tell him that I rolled my ankle and that like my ankles broken. Like, you know, I was like, like, I'm going to tell him that I'm, like, fucked up so that way I can quit. Yeah. Because I knew that I was like, I'm not going to make it. I've been there. And I was like, like, so I'm going to lie.
0: Yeah. Totally been there.
1: (laughs) I'm going to tell him that this is going on. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, I'm just going to text him and tell him right now so that way he knows. And for some reason, like, I just talked myself, like, I was like, no, I was like, I'm going to tell him at the next aid station. Yeah. And then you get there to the aid station and you're like. Uh, I'll tell him at the next aid station.
0: Yeah, you know, you know. So it, it, it,
1: and and that goes back to the saying of. Just one more step. Yeah, just one more step, one more step. Yeah, and that's what I think it is. Is is. And there's power in being a cocky, arrogant motherfucker to yourself. Mm. Like, yeah. Like waking up, and because truly, like I, I don't, I. I there's, I'm not the best. I'm not even close to the best. Like yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even close to being close to those guys that are the best. Right. And I, and I don't know if I ever will be, mm. but I sure the fuck will talk like I am. I will wake up and I will look <laughs> in the mirror and I'll be like, you son of a bitch, you are the best. <laughs> and, and I'll tell everyone and I'll tell everyone that I'm the best. Like, yeah. and I, and I, and because me speaking that out loud, uh-huh. You hear it, you know, and the yeah. more like, like here's the thing, if you're growing up as a kid and your mom is sitting there and she's like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. What are you going to think? Well, you're, fuck me.
0: You're right, right, you know? right, right. And
1: it, but if your mom's there and she's like, I love you, 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 hmm. you're going to feel loved, yeah, right? So why don't we, There's why don't we do that to ourselves? People don't do that to themselves. Yeah, So to, right. to waking up and being like, I'm the best. I tell my friends that I'm the best. I tell, you know, they, I tell them that they're the best. Yeah. You know, hmm. words are so powerful. And if I go around and I, you know, I, I show up to the, to the start line of Rocky, and I'm like, I'm the greatest dude out here. And everyone's like, fuck that guy. And I'm like, yeah, fuck him. I don't care. Like, I'm the best. I'm the best. And then, you know, you come in like 976th place. Yeah. And then you're still walking on the finish line. He's like, I told you I was the best. I told you. <laughs> That's So, great. you know, it's, it, it's, it's carrying the humor. Yeah. But, but really, like, it's the funny stuff. Yeah. But it works. Yeah. It does. It does yeah. work. Like, yeah. you know. I love that, and and you know when, when you're injured, like you know going through this injury, like, yeah. and that's something that we were talking about in that breathwork session this morning. Is yeah. like, you know, she's like, are you are are you putting the same the same power into telling yourself that you're healed as you are to telling yourself that you're gonna win the BPN marathon, that you're gonna yeah. you know hmm. win the ultra? Like, are you are you carrying the same energy into that's telling yourself that? Yeah, and that kind of hit me as well. You know, I'm like no because when I won the BPN marathon, I said, I'm gonna win the BPN marathon. When I finished Leadville, I said, I'm going to finish Leadville. Hmm. When I won the ultra, I said, I'm literally told my grandmother as I'm walking out the door, saying her house. I was like, I'm gonna win this whole thing. <laughs> and she's like, okay, you know? So <laughs> saying it over and over again, yeah. you know, you're calling it into fruition. Uh, yeah. But then when it comes down to like, you know, you're like, oh, my back hurts, yeah. you know? And you're like, yeah, like I get this pain in my back. No, 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 no. Hmm. You know, it's like, hey, like my back is fine. like. Like my, like I've been having, I've been having hip issues this whole week. Never had hip issues in my life. That's what we were doing the breath work about this morning was like trying to get me out of that headspace. And, you know, so it's like my hip is fine. I'm fine. My leg is fine. This is fine. We don't speak that enough either. Yeah. And, you know, then you get out there in that race and you're like, because the pain is so deep that we fixate on it. And it's like you know, you, yes, you it want, becomes, yeah, because it's a fixation. It's yeah. like a, it's an obsession. That's a mental And if you can, if you can get away from that, yeah. and be like, this is fine, this is mm. fine, this is supposed to happen.
0: This, oh, this God. is supposed to be there. That's good. You know? Yeah. I'd be surprised if I did. Like, I'm yeah, running yeah. hundred miles. What do I expect? Yeah, hundred
1: percent. Like, yeah. I. That's so good. Yeah. I mean, I That's like so you know, I ran. I finished Leadville. I remember. I I finished Leadville. I had on the Nike ultra flies, the brand new shoes. Really? That had just came out. Uh-huh. I actually got them before Leadville from okay. Nike. Okay. And they gave me a prototype and they gave me a nine. That's awesome.
0: Uh-huh. And
1: it fit like an 11. Okay. And I wore it anyways. I had seven blisters on the bottom of each foot. Oh, Your foot just sliding
0: through that shoe. Oh, yeah, dude,
1: yeah. just and so you know, but me, I'm like, bro, like Nike gave me these shoes, bro. I was <laughs> like, I need to wear them. And, and so long story short, I remember getting out there at 25 or at, I'm sorry. At seventy, at seventy-five, at Leadville, and I remember walking, and I stopped. And my buddy Austin's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "I'm just taking a mental picture, real quick," because I was in the most pain that I had ever been in my entire life. I literally, excuse me, I literally stopped, and I just stood there like this. I was like, "I'm taking a mental picture." He's like, "Of what?" I'm like, "Of the fact that I feel like I'm walking on fucking glass right now because I've never experienced this, oh and God, I man. want to, and I want to remember it." Yep. But for me, it's like that think about that mentality mm-hmm. instead of being like oh my god i need to sit down right. i need to like yeah. you know i need to put my feet up yeah. no 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 i want to stop and i want to be like click you know like it's, like like hold it there and then be like i'll be like i'm going to laugh about this yeah. as soon as i'm done and if i keep going i'll be done sooner
0: yeah all right so i'll wrap it with this story cuz it's it's so in line with what what you just said the 100 miler i finished my buddy cordell was pacing me uh, middle of the night in the Zion desert and I'm like doubled over and he's like what's wrong so I mean, I'm having this pain in my leg and so he, I mean just an amazing pacing friend like he, he'd get down and just like help massage yeah, yeah. my leg for me and then at one point I'm just doubled over and he's like what's going through your head right now like let's just get it out there and I said despair and he said despair have you ever felt despair before and I said I thought I had but I have not he's like can you believe how awesome this is uh-huh. You're, you're experiencing yes. something for the first time yes. right now and I, it was just like this moment of like oh my god yeah even this like even despair felt beautiful yeah I was like and then, and then when, right
1: yeah and when you think about that something else that I that I also think about is is being grateful to even right. to even be able to do that it's so wild and yeah. and you know I remember summiting Hope's Pass this year mm-hmm And I, I bawled. I Mm. bawled at the top of Hope's Pass because I was like, like I've never been this close to this guy. Like I'm getting goosebumps. I'm getting goosebumps. (laughs) Like, 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 look at that. Like how, how grateful. Think about all. Think about the people that are born into a wheelchair.
0: Yeah.
1: They'll never see the top of Hope's Pass. Yeah. Think about the people that are. You know. Born into a wheelchair. They're never going to see UTMB. Right. They're never going to see Western States. Yeah. They're never going to summit the tallest point of anywhere. Yeah. And you and I can just walk out there and, and, and we can sign up for some random race and just hike up Hope's Pass and right. go to the top. Yeah. Yeah. How fucking ungrateful to to not feel that. Right. You know, and. Gosh, yeah. And that's a big thing for me is like when I get in these in these spaces of, of hurt and pain. Mm-hmm. Think about the fact that those people will also never get that sense that you felt when you crossed that finish line. They'll never feel that. Yeah. Because they don't have, they don't like, they're, they can't, they don't, right. they don't have the capability to do that. Yeah. So why, why take advantage of that? Yeah. To where you get to choose to go out there and do that. Yeah. Why would you quit?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's a good way to end. Matthew, thank you so much, man. Yes, sir. Really appreciate thank you. It. I appreciate yeah. it. All right. Good luck at uh, Rocky Raccoon.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Fuck around and find out. It's the only (laughs) way to really do it.